What up, dope? This is your boy Josh Williams. This is the Hill Turn Podcast. We'll be changing the business, we'll be changing the world. Shout out to Kitty Omega. And I'm here with none other than. Yes, your boy, Justin Tanner. And today, people, I'm going to give you the rundown. We're going to get the rumors, we're going to get the injuries, and then we're going to talk about, um, should NXT be, like, valued? Instead of them trying to get us to understand that it's a fucking developmental, shouldn't it be a third brand, so to speak? Um, but yeah, uh, some of the people are going to talk about the rumors, guys like Shawn Michaels, uh, got some Rick Avada news, um, WWE news as well, obviously, with what's going on, um, today, and everything, and, um, we got a death that we're going to talk about, sadly, in the, uh, rumors and everything, but, um, Without further ado, we're going to get right into it. Um, Big Cass was released Tuesday from the WWE. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is so funny to me. I don't know why, but um, according, and I'm going to explain why this shit is so fucking funny, but um, According to Dave Meltzer, Vince McMahon called a private meeting at SmackDown Live's taping this week and fired Big Cass on the spot. Enzo Amore, ironically, tweeted, How you doing? As soon as the news was released that he got fired. And then he tweeted, the picture of the one year it was ironically the one year anniversary of Big Cass's heel turn and um so I always thought that was um that is that is that is that is very very ironic not as much as ironic more funny (laughs) than anything That is very, um, and this is why I was laughing, people. This is why I'm laughing. They basically brought him back, right? Oh, and there was rumors of him having alcohol issues. Like, he would get drunk and get, like, very aggressive, uh, ignorant, belligerent, if you may say. Um, that shit is crazy. To me, I would have never pictured his ass as a drunk, but um, this is why I laughed to get to my point. When he came back, they put him in this, what we thought would be a high-profile feud, right? And when you look at it, he did have a little heat backstage, but this is what makes it funny. He came back. 
the first match with um, first match with Daniel Brown was only like ten minutes, right? Mm-hmm. He taps out in that match. The next match at uh, Money in the Bank, basically same thing. So they basically job this guy to fuck out before they. Um, he was probably on their list of people that they was gonna. Um, that they were gonna, you know, release him because they're releasing guys at a certain point and date. Uh, because you, when you really get released from WWE, you have a ninety-day contract, uh, ninety-day no complete uh, contract clause. That means you can't compete for no other promotion on live television for at least ninety days. So. Or can compete with a promotion, pro, uh, promotion, excuse me, promotion period, right? So, ironically, they released them now, which you're going to start seeing people get released uh, more and more because they're trying to do it to where they can't leave and be all in. So what makes it funny to me while I'm laughing because they do so do it so much is that um they basically before they booted him out, they devalued him. You get what I mean? I get what you mean. what's your thoughts? I saw it was coming after they had split in the end zone. I was just. I didn't see it. I saw it coming a little bit after he got hurt again, but. um, I didn't see it coming, to be honest with you. Hell, I even predicted the money in the bank predictions that we did that he was going to beat Dane Bryant. So. I really didn't see that. Um, do you feel like if he turns up anywhere where you want him to be at? Yeah. I'm going to give you the places. And you tell me which of the places do you think he can really flourish at. Um, I'm going to give you Ring of Honor. PWG. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, GFW. Uh, TNA. To most people's knowledge. Um, yeah. Out of those five. He might, he might go to New, New Japan. Might take him. Do you think he will... Flourish over there because there's not a lot of big guys over there. It's, it's not like it's like not saying like the guys ain't big. I mean like height wise, you got certain guys over there that's tall, but yeah. not as tall as like seven foot tall or anything yeah. like that. He might be able to do good. He tighten up his wrestling a little bit. I think it will help him over there because they don't do nothing but wrestle. So if he keep on, I would like to see him at Ring of Honor. 
or Impact. Either yeah. or. But uh, they didn't even wish her best on his future endeavors. Tough. Um, next. And I want to apologize if I come off a little perverted. Like Jerry the King Lawler. Um, next. Uh, Charlotte Flair will be featured in the ESPN The Magazine's Body 10 issue, which is coming out June 29th. Charlotte will be the first wrestler, not only first wrestler, but first women's wrestler, let me put that out there, to be featured on the issue. Um, and if you know anything about the body issue, they are semi-nude. So, um, I'm excited to see what her abs are like. We just gotta skip over there, damn. Um, go, go, Charlotte. Um, Shawn Michaels, while on tour with NXT, getting over that the fact that we are going to get NXT United Kingdom version. That's dope, right? So Pete Dunne is basically their champion, so he would be performing every night. That's what I always thought they should have done in the first place. They got a great base in London anyway. Every time they go to London, they sell out, so why not do London shows or have a London base, which I think is kind of dope now. So, um, But to stray away from that, um, he had an interview with the Daily Star from the UK and gave info on why he's hesitant on working a match at 52 years old. He's quoted as saying, I'm guilty of not really wanting to work for a living. To put me in a singles match at WrestleMania, it's a very strenuous and anxious process. Once you get in, there's, it's a phenomenal feeling, but to get ready for it is 100% work. And I don't want to put myself or my family through that to go and try to steal the show at 52, for God's sake. Excuse me. So, he's basically just telling everybody that always making these dream matches, Shawn Michaels versus Daniel Bryan, Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles. Um, it's not going to happen. He's basically content with retirement. Um, I've been through this about two, three years ago. Um, it's nice to see him in compa some capacity as like um, special guest referees, but as far as wrestling, I'm kind of like, I've come to grips with not seeing Shawn Michaels wrestle again. But I would love to see him be all in, but um, we all know that's not going to happen. Um, did that make you feel any of the type of way where you like me a mark that thought eventually when I'm not a mark but I'm just saying for the marks that listen no disrespect um did it make you feel any different no not really cause he's he's already shown everything so what's the point in doing that he ain't got shit. nothing else to prove yeah. I feel that I feel that he, he, he 
he has zero to prove at all. We know, to no one. We know he can make a match look wonderful when if he starts out. And he says he's the showstopper. He is exactly that. So it's um. Like I said, I think I put that to bed like a couple of years ago that he wouldn't come back. Um, if you were to even if you were to even um, Justin distract me, if he was even to shake that uh, Magic 8 ball over there, I'm thinking pretty sure if you were asked it with Shawn Michael come back for a match, it would probably set down for him. What's that? He's showing me um, the score. Okay. He's showing me stuff from Instagram. Sports stuff. Central man. Happy birthday to all Nicole Kidman. 51 years old. That's pretty dope. Oscar winner. Golden Globe winner. Dated Tom Cruise, married Tom Cruise, and didn't have a baby, I'm not sure. Um, didn't mean to argue that over, I'm sorry. Uh, next, this is what I feel like we both gonna get into, I feel like he is about, right? So I reported last time that we did, uh, no, I didn't report this. I'm sorry. I wrote this down and I was going to report it, but I didn't report it, so I'm going to report it now. It was reports that Rick Bonner were in talks with Madison Square Garden to host a show at Madison Square Garden. I feel like I talked about that. I'm pretty sure. I think I did it for the episode dedicated to Zayna. Um... Uh, Rick Bonner was basically booking, trying to book a show at uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, they basically almost got the deal done uh, until what Mike Johnson of PWInsider.com got when he recently interviewed the Ring of Honor COO, Joe Coff. Johnson asked about the Madison Square Garden debut and Coff confirmed that Madison Square Garden had pulled out because they had communications with WWE. Now, if you know anything about Madison Square Garden and WWE, they're synonymous. Um, WWE has that's their house. Um, they booked that crowd. Um, they made Madison Square Garden as far as wrestling. Um, the cool playing to be at. Um, you shouldn't in the yard, so to speak, but if you're not using the yard, I mean, because let's not act like they ain't been using the Barclays Center as they do play toy. So, um, how do you feel about that? I feel like they are understanding how big that the books are, how big that the Bullet Club is. And how big that Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling because they work so good together. Yeah. Um, they understand that they are becoming this big
the big um, a big machine that is breathing down their neck. They understand that because they've obviously felt it enough to go to Madison Square Garden to who they probably haven't used. It may be they probably use they were using it three times out of the year. I've always asked, why didn't they host Raw 25 at, you know, at, um, Raw 25 at Madison Square Garden instead of the Barclays? I'm like, that would have been made it a bigger and a special event because Madison Square Garden and WWE. So synonymous together. So when um we do it like that, you think about it like that. I think it is some sucker shit, but to a certain degree, um, it's not like like I said, WWE and Madison Square Garden have a working relationship. But if you're not using me like that and I have this new fresh brand of wrestling that is coming up and is a threat to you, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about, okay, they have this machine in the Bullet Club and guys like Dalton Castle and guys like um, the Briscoe Brothers. Um, you got guys like Jay Lethal. You got guys like um, Juice. Um, you got Flip. You got certain guys out there that are making Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling as a whole better and making it better because they actually fucking wrestle. So I feel like it's a little bit of holleration, hateration in the dance I ain't gonna front. I ain't gonna stop. They just got like a couple of haters. They sound like a couple of haters, to be honest with you. So, I'm not going to really shed too much light on them because, like I said, there's some selfish shit. But, um, you can't get mad at WWE for having communication with them. But at the same time, WWE, you couldn't get mad if they told them, fuck you, we're going to do this anyway. Can't get upset. Can't get angry because our business deal went not sour, but you're not using me like that. So, what's the point? Like, you gotta understand that you have been using, like, if I was the guys at Madison Square Garden, I would have taken offense <coughs> to the fact that WWE would even have the gall to tell me that. And you basically, basically in a sense, the Barclays Center is in competition with... Madison Square Garden, if I am correct.
I mean, it's in the same state, but I'm saying in the sense that it's in competition because you can have a basketball game there, concerts, anything that you want to have there. There, Hell, you can have a Democratic uh, Party convention there, a Republican Party convention there, at either place. So... With that said, I would have been appalled. I'd have been pissed off. I'd have been gained in my ass to kiss, and I'd have been like, bro, you can't get upset with me, fam. You can't. You ain't using me like that. And the fact that you used the Barclays Center for. for. You know, the raw 25th anniversary. As to kiss. Bam Dwight Howard keep on getting traded. <clears throat> That's tough. Dwight got traded so many times, man. When I get home, I might, I might, I might play 2K on my brand new PlayStation 4 that I bought like a month ago almost. Psst, I'm out this. Um, so, what am I talking about right now? Oh yeah, we got, um, Roman Reigns took to Twitter to reply to the harsh Chicago crowd. Uh, Chicago is known for being a free spirit and a vocal crowd. He basically tweeted and replied to the crowd, match by match, city by city, that's built the Roman Empire. Every time I walk in the ring, it's an opportunity to elicit a reaction. You did your part last night, Chicago. Hashtag money in the bank. I read this and saw this. Okay. Girl, for Connie, I always get missed. It ain't even that long, dude. Um, 30 minutes, almost less than 30 minutes. But, um, anyway, um, the crowd was bullying that nigga, man. Do you think... I mean, because, like, people got under, they got to understand that. The what y'all did that night, it won't disrespect for borderline, but... Like, if you guys say all the time that y'all are going to turn your backs and from watching Roman Reigns, turn your backs. Or, you know what be even more disrespectful? When he comes out, don't cheer. I mean, or don't boo. Just, just don't boo at all. Just let the few thousands of people that's there cheer. And, and even in the match, don't even boo. Just, just, just stay silent. 
Because at the end of the day, it's, I wouldn't take it as me as a fan. I don't view it as disrespectful because I pay my money. I can give any opinion. Guys like Bubba, Duck, Bubba Ray not trying to spark any beef or anything like that because he's the OG and I respect his opinion. I love his uh, radio show Busted Open on Sirius. But um, you can't tweet and say you would beat everybody's ass at that event. Like, at the end of the day, this wrestling shit ends at that point. Like, do you honestly think out of the, of, of the crowd of thousands of people that you can go to each individual and whoop their ass or you leave that event unscathed? So shut the fuck up, bully. Bubba. Whatever you want me to call you. Because it might be some real niggas or it might be a real... Well, not all niggas that work everywhere around. But it might be some real people out there in that crowd. Black, white, Dominican, Mexican, Puerto Rican. It might be a real person out there that might be prepared to call you on your bullshit. So what are you going to do then? At the end of the day, these people paid their money. They didn't have to fucking spend the 70 fucking dollars that you overcharged them to get into the fucking place. Or 100 I know it's a pay-per-view, so shit, if you're paying $20, $30, to sit at a, a house show, you paying damn near 70 80 to maybe 100 and that's the nosebleeds. Imagine the people that's near the barricades paying on pay-per-views that aren't seat fillers. So, they got their right to boo man or do what they did, but I'll I, I give them an alternative. The naysayers of the anti-Roman haters or whatever you want to call them, just don't fucking cheer at all. Just, or beep, or boo, or anything. Mm -hmm. Just be silent. What beats silence? Nothing. What shows nonchalantness and not giving a fuckness? Silence. Sometimes you just gotta shut the fuck up and let prove you the power. Y'all got so much power that y'all don't even know it. You, as a consumer, have power. I as a consumer have power. That's why Robin is getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he still needs some promo work. I just that just comes from them not letting the guys be them. But um that's just a bunch of BS. But um do you feel any different from what I'm saying? I mean, they was cheering other people that wasn't there, though. Like, they were cheering CM Punk, Y2J. And I'm pretty sure that it's known that Y2J just won the fucking IWGP Intercontinental Championship with their fucking massive rival. So he probably got a little bit of heat, too. Yeah. Was it different? Ah, uh, fuck, man, fuck that. They are not wrong. You get the voice as long as you're not doing any bodily harm or giving any terroristic threats or anything like that. Now, to me, even though I grew up watching ECW, some people not so much. 
I know how raucous that Philadelphia crowd is in that fucking arena or that place or the ECW arena as it was called. So when I saw the Johns, if John Cena wins, we ride things. I'll leave him. I took that shit serious because how raucous that crowd was. And like my man threw the shirt outside. They threw the shit back in. He threw it out. They threw it back in. He was like, oh, okay. Anytime he did anything, like they said, like bullshit, fuck Cena, that's disrespectful. <laughs> ECW is a disrespectful place. Yeah, but, yeah, so with that mm-hmm. being said, mm-hmm. if you're doing that in a WWE show, which is kid friendly, just like how Paige got fucking mushed and told that she need to lose weight, like. She's She's still a SmackDown. She's still the uh, general manager for the foreseeable future. Or until she can get cleared when they need somebody else to spruce up the women's division. Uh, So, fuck it, man. Y'all consumers, do what the fuck you want. Uh, In sad news, we have the report that Monday, former WCW heavyweight champion Big Van Vader passed away at the age of 63 after struggling with a severe case of pneumonia and now it's also reported that he had heart complications too. So, and this is my beef with the WWE. How... No Hall of Fame? Why? Why has it crossed their mind? We've gotten so many people. Granted, they are all great workers. But Mark Henry over Big Van Vader. The guy that basically paved the way. I mean... I always look at it as Andre paved the way for the big shows and to, to an extent, Braun Strowman is a hybrid of, 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 of yeah, of Andre and Vader. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in his own category. He, I think right people, like he's kind of like how we're referring to like Van set the way for guys like Mark Henry. Yeah. Braun Strowman is going to set the guys for guys like him. If there are any that are, could, could come in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and be like seven, seven foot. I don't think Braun seven foot. I think he's a little bit under seven. I think he might be a little bit less than that. Because, shoot, Big Show was taller than him. So he might be, I'll give him 6 and 9, 6, 10. Him and Kane look out of eye, and they say Kane 6, 10. So, um, why uh, isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Vince, answer me that. 
and that's when I lose all respect for the Hall of Fame. I didn't. I thought Big Van Vader was in the Hall of Fame. Triple X said it best. Well, no, not Triple X. It was somebody before him, but he said it recently. In the recent years. They don't respect you until you're gone. So expect next year, I'm going to spoil it. Even before they get a chance to do it, he's going to be in the fucking Hall of Fame next year. Expect it. You might even see it on Fox. That's bullshit. And you might even see it on Fox. Yes. That's bullshit. Um, so I'm going to get off of that. I just want to get on the fact that he's not in the Hall of Fame, so rest in peace. Um, Rey Mysterio is reportedly in discussions with WWE. Um, they are the discussions. They're trying to chop it up as a three-year deal. Um, I think he'll be on the part-time schedule, but um, they are having negotiations and discussions. Nothing's been written. Nothing has been set in stone um, other than the appearances that he had at the Greatest Royal Rumble in the Royal Rumble this year. Um, nothing really happened to WWE. He's supposed to be in um, a Ring of Honor show. Reportedly, it might be happening. Uh, he's supposed to be at the G1 special that they're having in San Francisco this year. So, uh, for a Super Juniors match. Not a Super Juniors match, but a Juniors match. I would like to see him back, and I would like to see him slide into the Cruiserweight division just for a tad, just to bring eyes to it. Um, so... It is, that was crazy how we said the same thing, but um, it's, it's, I think that would be a dope look as far as everything else goes and as far as that goes. Um, if they give him the deal that he wants and they give him what he needs, what he's saying he want part-time, I think that would be dope as hell. So, um, let's see him back with the company as well. Uh, next with the injuries. Uh, it's been reported that Sami Zayn has been dealing with knee and soldier injuries, but their severity is unknown at this time, so he's taking time off, and he's getting them looking at it in his time out to examine and to find out what's going on with the shoulder and his knee. I'm kind of bummed out because I was kind of liking the heel Sami Zayn. Yeah. I like him better than his baby face. And that goes to a testament as how good as a wrestler he was. Even if, if say, let's say if it's severe, 
and he's out the least maybe five or six months. Is he still a heel or is he a face? You dumbass, I'm trying to prove it is. Go ahead, man. Do you turn him against Kevin Owens? Middle storyline, like I saw you trying to be friends with Braun Strowman. That's what I would do if I was a writer. And turn Kevin Owens' face. I would like to see a Kevin Owens' face run. I feel like he's ever did. Yeah, it is. He's been in the company, what, now? Feels like three years? No, four, maybe. Four, maybe five. Maybe longer than that. No, maybe six. Five. Five. Yeah, it's probably 2012, 2011 era. No, not even me. I'm sorry, about three years. I'm tripping. Nah, that's tomorrow. The draft tomorrow. Um, so, I just lost my train of thought. What was we talking about? Oh, I would like to send me a face. He better heal since he covered his okay, our company. Well, not his first match, dude. Not his first match, dude. Against Juice. Well, CJ Parker. I think that was his name was. And that was the real man's yeah, injuries. Right. Yeah, the injuries. Why well, didn't we say injuries? Yeah. I said both of Correcting me. Fuck boy. Oh, guess what? The fucking podcast is now able to be on fucking Apple. Can be on fucking um I think it's on the Apple I'll look later. But we're about to be global and we can get some fitted cheese from this shit that we can go from recording this shit on my phone to recording it on a laptop and getting some professional type shit maybe doing a visual podcast like buttoning the rest of them niggas and take that whole podcast fucking shit over as far as wrestling and fucking us give it a jargon we, I would like to say, okay, you know, we are urban wrestling podcasters. Because yeah, once you, you know, once the video come up, but I might. And you already know it's gonna turn in. It's gonna turn into more than just wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I'm Mike. He's Scotty. I'm Mike. He Tito. Not Tito. He um, Jermaine. Jermaine was the other successful one. 
I could have called you Janet. Latoya. Alright. So what about what about the, the third musketeer? Who's that? Whenever he's whenever he's available. Oh cool? Yeah. Cool. That's um Randy. No, that ain't Randy, that's that's Tito. It's far podcast Ross. Yeah, man, he ain't been on the podcast in a while. Y'all can tweet him or Facebook him or tell him I said that. He's my tag team partner. And I was about to shoot on his ass. Like, yeah, that nigga don't want no smoke, bro, as far as, like, shooting-wise. Shooting nigga, I'm the realest nigga with the microphone. I drop mic bombs, and I ain't talking CM Punk. We got a little heat cool since you ain't been on my podcast and probably how many episodes? Thirty. Hmm. How many episodes? How many episodes what? He ain't been on. How about that? How many have we done? I'm young, excuse me y'all, I'm not bored. Um Me and you probably about four or five. Maybe six. Me and Cool probably twice. No once. I'ma have to create something for cool. To be able to enjoy and be uh, like that. Uh, maybe we're going to talk about our different TV shows that we like watching nerd shit. Can't talk about nothing else. Um, Yeah, man. I didn't even mean to go into that long tangent. We didn't mean to go into that long tangent. Um, now, this is what I'm going to ask. And this last... We almost did it for an hour. Pause. That's what she said. We almost did it for an hour. Um, we are at like 42 minutes. So in these 20 minutes or so, the topic is going to be, why is NXT TakeOver shows? Why do they somehow seem to eclipse the show as a whole. It might be who they pick to put in their main events and then for a pay-per-view they put somebody they can just I asked Cole who else who the other person ain't uh, been on my podcast but once who we got major heat with I got major heat with he said, uh, I got to hit him up so maybe we can do one soon. Um, yeah, we got heat, cuz. We got heat. Major heat. What was I last Friday? Shout out, Mitty. What was that last Friday?
was at the house. Man. She be lying, bro. Yeah. I'm going to message her back. She be lying. Talking about she was at the crib at 12 o'clock and I wasn't there. Did she talk about PM? Duh. But AM? No, I was at the crib, bro. I don't know what she talking about. That's bad. I gotta stop doing what I'm doing. Um, but you said that uh, Cole, who I talked to, like I said, I got a little heat with coming my show one time. And it gave me the most fucking lessons I've ever got, or we've ever got. Um, I've ever got. Fuck that, I created this. Damn. Yeah, um, try to get hillish real quick. Damn. Uh, ha ha, get a hill turn. Um, damn. Like, we had the conversation. Like I said, you come on my show one time, and it'd be like the most listened show. Most applauded, which is probably my sister-in-law hitting that button a couple of times because she has the app as well. Uh, love you, Jordan. So um, I'm on some shit like we talking about it, and I'm like, dude, like I be stressing to her, and I be like, bro, like you got to watch the NXT takeovers because the NXT takeovers are far better, like to me. WrestleMania was great. I said it was probably the best WrestleManias in a while. It was way better than WrestleMania 32. But NAC TakeOver New Orleans, my nigga, was way better than fucking WrestleMania. Way better. From, from Alistair Black defeating CN Almas. To, to damn, what else was the card? Um, to damn, the North American uh, Championship ladder match. To what else? To the fucking tag team championship shit with um. Roderick Strong turning on Pete Dunn to fucking like everything that went on at New Orleans takeover was boss. I can go back to even the eras of Finn Balor and Kevin Owens and Neville and Sami Zayn and all these guys and Sasha Banks and Bailey and Charlotte and Becky Lynch and Emma and all these guys and gals that was there. They had way better, like, TakeOver Brooklyn. Everything was way better than the main show that Sunday. So... I say that this ain't that. Or say this. Should we stop looking at NXT as a developmental brand or start looking at them? Or should we look at, be looking at them as a third brand? They need to look at them as a third brand. But still as the, the young cats trying to get up into Like you're basically saying like you can't get traded to NXT. 
still get. No, no you can't get traded to NXT. You get traded from NXT. Yeah. You get called up from NXT. Yeah. You don't get traded to NXT. Yeah. I can dig it. It makes sense. It makes that shit look good. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that, oh my goodness. I think that um, that shit looks great. That shit, it's, I got a hankering to go to Olive Garden. That shit looks amazing. But, um, damn. Um, not having them trade people to NXT. But even then, I still, like, mm, fucking, like, even trade them there, too. Like, if you need to step your shit up a little bit, we're going to trade your bitch ass there, too. Like, it should be a third brand because... It's arguably said amongst the podcasters, not saying that I am one. I'm just a fan and I just hopped into this shit. Um, that damn Ciampa and Gargano is the greatest thing going in wrestling yeah. right now yeah. as far as WWE, NXT, anything. And it's the best story that WWE has told since I want to say the shield breaking up. <clears throat> Four years ago. So are they our superior brand? Should they be looking at that as a superior or an equal? With what I with what's been said and everybody saying what's been said. An equal brain. Because like I said, they have way better fucking matches. Even the NXT, they have an hour show people. Lucha Underground are gonna start talking about them soon. They have an hour show. That's why I'm amazed at Lucha Underground. That's why I'm amazed at fucking uh, NXT because with the hour, I'm I'm insured that I'm not gonna get nothing but straight fucking wrestling. Not that I don't give a fuck about the backstage antics or anything like that. It's just that. When I have an hour, I don't want it to be 30 minutes promos and backstage bullshit. I want it to be wrestling sprinkled with that shit in between. And Lucha Underground, to its credit, does it great, phenomenal. And NXT, to its credit, does it great and fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So... I think that it is an equal brand to Raw SmackDown. But I can see if the talent that is there right now, and I'm talking mainly the guys because the women are over as well. The women are always going to be over in NXT. But I'm talking about the males. If this group of guys, the crop of guys, the Adam Coles, the Roddy Strongs, the uh, Undisputed Era, 
you have um fucking um blacks thing um for another year. You have um anybody ricochet, Revitating Dream, these guys yeah. stay for the next two years. I could see NXT maybe even surpassing one of them. And with the deal with SmackDown coming in 2019, and I'm thinking that SmackDown is going to get more viewership than Raw because a lot of niggas ain't got United, uh, not the United States Network, I'm high, the USA Network. Everybody in the fucking world has Fox. Even if you ain't got cable. I just hooked up one of my mom's friends. Um, a little antenna, John. But it gives them like extra channels and certain channels and shit that they are. That they damn um, like doing. So, when I saw that, I was like, bro, that shit is crazy. So when I saw that, that shit was crazy. <laughs> but, um, I lost the train of thought. I was trying to make a thought, and I forgot it. Damn. Oh, with the guys like that, I feel like they're going to surpass them. Like I said, with SmackDown being on Fox, damn, they're going to have more ratings because niggas ain't got fucking, everybody ain't got USA Network. Even if you got cable. Or if you ain't got cable, you got regular antenna, you can get Fox. I got, like, I, like I said, I hooked up my mom's friend thing. She got an ass load of extra channels with it too, though. But, uh, she got a sports channel and everything on that bitch. Like, it's not ESPN, but it's a sports channel. So, um, like, you can still watch it. Like, you can watch Fox. And you can watch SmackDown. That's why I say it's going to be higher in ratings. Boom. But, with that being said, I do feel like NXT could surpass either one. And I'm not saying that it's going to be SmackDown with that $2 billion deal. They just got production is probably going to be different. They're moving to Friday instead of Tuesday, um, supposedly. So, I think the NAC one day will surpass Raw. If not surpass them, if they can have an analytical way of showing rate of uh, rating systems because technically NXT is streamed. So if they can show in a way analytically to where they can compare the streaming to a rating system, like how they compare streams with music to physical sales. A certain amount of streams is a certain amount of uh, physical CD sales. So 
I wonder if we could get the statistics of that one day to where you could show the true ratings of NXT against Raw. I can see it definitely happening. I'm not saying that it'd be the main show. I'm just saying, like, I can see in the, maybe the next year or two, or hell, even the next three, the NXT and SmackDown may surpass Raw and Reigns. And if it happens, I'll call it here first on the Hill Turn podcast. But um, is NXT... Should NXT be looking down upon? Because I'm going to go through a name of wrestlers. And I'm going to give you the coincidence of all of them, right? Okay. Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins. Dean Ambrose. Big E Langston. Xavier Woods. Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn. Jinder Mahal, Neville, um, Bobby Roode, um, Finn Balor, um, Ryback to a certain degree, um, Danny Bryan to a certain degree, if I'm talking true to the brand, um, yeah. What's the coincidence of all that? All of them are on the main roster and in the mid card or main event level. All of them are from NXT. So the NXT is already taken over. But, yeah, man. This was the Hill Turn Podcast. I'm going to have to bid y'all adieu. And in the words of our Lord and Savior, wrestling guy Kenny Omega, goodbye and good night. Bang. <laughs>